Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi everyone, and welcome to Parent Talk, broadcasting out of the greater Vancouver area. We're here to inform, educate, and support parents from the early years and beyond. We want to wish you all a very happy new year. What a fantastic year 2018 has been. Heather, I can't believe we have come to the end of our first full year of Parent Talk podcast. I know, it's been crazy and absolutely amazing. Yeah, and we have a fantastic and fun 2019 series planned for you. We sure do. <laughs> I'm your host, Genevieve Kyle. I'm 42 and I'm a mom of two boys, Alexandre, who is two, and Nathan, who is seven months in four days. <laughs> so today we're talking about something that might be one of your New Year resolutions. So yes, today we're talking about flossing and how to floss your kids' teeth. So let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Hi everyone, I'm Heather Fox. I am the co-host of Parent Talk. I am 41 years old and mom to Hudson, who is two years old, and I'm also expecting baby number two. Hi everyone, my name is Priya Dollywal, and I'm a registered dental hygienist as well. And I'm a 34-year-old mother to a five-year-old, three-year-old, and a one-year-old. And I just started my business recently in independent hygiene called The Tooth Bus. .ca, and we provide dental hygiene services at your doorstep. Hi everyone, I'm Shannon Derrick. I'm 30 years old and a registered dental hygienist, to, and I'm also a mother of two little boys, um, three and one. Well, thank you, Priya and Shannon, for being here. So Shannon, why is it important to floss our children's teeth? Well, the biggest thing that's always been a priority in my household is preventing decay. Uh, your nasty little sugar bug cavities that eat away at your children's precious enamel. So in our household, we do try to, you know, at least once a day, get the routine going with our three-year-old. And for you, Preya, any other reason why people should be uh, flossing their teeth? Is Adding along to what Shannon said, I think flossing is very important at an early age because we want to teach our kids to keep their teeth. And the best way to do that is to keep the foundation nice and healthy. And that foundation is the gums and the bone that surround your teeth. And in order to keep your teeth healthy, you need to have a clean foundation. And to reach that foundation, you need to be able to floss your teeth every day. Mm-hmm. Shannon, can you tell us when you started to floss your children's teeth? Well, for our one-year-old, he's currently under mommy's care of constantly assessing. He, um, he only has six teeth, which are very far apart. So at this time, brushing is just what we're doing right now with him with a fluoride toothpaste. Um, but for our three-year-old, I actually started noticing at about two and a half that his teeth were starting to shift a little bit and areas that were more spaced out are now tighter together so you know I do notice after dinner and whatnot he does have food in between the teeth still so we um we started introducing it early on for him Mm -hmm. and for you Preya when did you start flossing your children's teeth for my two elder children I want to say we 
started both of them around the ages of two, give or take. My daughter has teeth that are spaced out a little bit more. In the front, however, her back molars are nice and tight together. And for my son, he's got the tightest corners. His canines are overlapping and anything will get stuck. You know, he's biting into stringy food. So in order to keep those areas clean, brushing is not sufficient enough. We're not able to reach in those tight corners. So we want to get in there with floss. And I started that when they're about two. This way, they're starting a good habit every night. Can you guys tell us how do you floss your children's teeth? Let's start with you, Priya. For my daughter and my son, we started with a floss method. We take floss that's forearm length long and we tie it into a loop together. So you take the two ends together, do a double knot so it doesn't open and you hold the floss ends between your index fingers of your both hands. And when you're ready to floss their teeth, you want to go in and you make sure your nails are actually touching their teeth. So that's how much space you should have for the floss in between. So that's about a centimeter depth. And sometimes for my daughter's teeth, I actually take an interdental brush because she does have bigger spaces in between. It takes longer to floss the contacts when there's more space and there's still food sometimes. So you take a cure box or an interdental brush and just go right through in between the teeth. And for you, Shannon, what do you do with your children? With our three-year-old, what we usually end up doing is using the little disposable floss sticks um, just so that he doesn't bite our fingers. Um, he isn't the most gentle when it comes to routines with his oral care, so we tend to do that route. Um, he still has quite a bit of spacing, too, in most of his teeth, so I find that the interdental brushes are quite sufficient as well for that. My son doesn't have any of his teeth touching yet, but uh, what I do recommend with my clients is sometime to have your kids sit down on the floor and you're sitting down on the couch and ask them to tip their chin up so you can actually visually see their molars and see what you're doing. So if you try to floss your children's teeth and have them standing in the bathroom and try to floss those back top teeth, good luck it's really hard right so have them in a more stable position more like a bit like the dentist right I just wanted to add to that I agree the stability is important and uh, for example with my five-year-old I do floss her teeth but then she has the floss sticks so she can go in and do it on her own it helps with her independence yeah it's teaching them right yeah I guess you, we don't want to have to floss their teeth until they're 25, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> and Heather, how's your, uh, how are you doing with your flossing? <laughs> <laughs> well, for, of course, my son, he is still doesn't have teeth touching, so we're not flossing yet with him, just brushing. Um, yeah, I am probably, um, there are quite a few listeners, I'm sure, out there that I'm sure can relate to me because I'm not the only one that doesn't floss regularly. <laughs> What? <laughs> Sorry, panel. <laughs> Reality sitting over here. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm I'm a very apt brusher, but I've always been a terrible flosser, except for the four years that I had braces. I was the most, yeah, 
religious with my flossing and everything I had to do. And like, I mean, that's when you had to thread it through. And I was just, yeah, I wish I could take that discipline that I had for those four years and do that now. But I know I need to get back on track. And I think having a child, it kind of, because you do want to lead by example, I think it'll be good for getting me a little bit back on track because I want to show that mommy does this and it's important. And even though like my mother was amazing and she still flosses regularly, like I don't know why I didn't pick that up from her. <laughs> you did for a while, right? I did for like four years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, Priya, what do you recommend for your clients that are not flossing their teeth regularly? One of the great products out there is uh, Cureprox interdental brushes that I have in my tooth bus and give out to my patients and the way it works is you have individual sizes of interdental brushes that go in between your teeth because you're there's areas in your mouth where there's more gaps or there's areas where it's tighter and some of the biggest complaints I've heard people say is oh my floss is always shredding it's really hard to get back there I don't like my fingers in my mouth so with these interdental brushes they're holding a handle and they're just sliding that in between their teeth. And I find that the response with that is has been really good. Yeah, my patient definitely love uh, interdental brush. Does it hurt? Like I for me, I just I feel like a bristle on the gums would be more painful than the tiny little floss. These uh, bristles are really thin and super soft, just like the bristles in a toothbrush right. and because we measure the space between your teeth and tell you what size would go where, you're not forcing anything that doesn't fit in there. So it's just sliding something into a natural gap that exists. Okay, so the other thing is when you floss with a regular floss, you know how you kind of have to do the sawing action to kind of get it on because it's really tight and then it kind of opens up. So what about that in-between up top space? Wherever, so studies show that wherever your teeth touch and when you're chewing and you're eating, they are actually rubbing together. So there is no biofilm being formed where your teeth touch. So it's auto-cleaning. Oh. Yeah. You never get a cavity at the contact point. You get a cavity below. Below, Below. right. Oh, thank you. I'm learning. (laughs) And for you, Shannon, what do you recommend to your non-flossing patients? I think I'm old school. I love that floss. Um, If I can get people to try all different types of flosses just to get them comfortable with, you know, if it's an easier glide, satiny type of floss or their traditional waxed or unwaxed, the biggest thing that I always, this is how I got started with my flossing. I would start in bed. I had my floss right beside my bed and every night when I was exhausted, I would just look at the floss and know, well, it's right there. I really can't pass up the uh, the opportunity right now. So, or what my biggest thing with my patients is that they always tell me I'm exhausted at the end of the day. I can't do it first thing in the morning. Where does that leave me? Well, put your floss right beside your TV. If you need a mirror, that's cool. Go to the dollar store, get your, you know, dollar mirror and try and do it every day when you've got that downtime. Something I do recommend to my clients, the parents, right, 
is your children will look at you flossing your teeth and they lead by example. So if you expect your children to go and floss their teeth and you never do it yourself, it will be harder. Like I, I mm-hmm. think like they will learn from you. So take the time to floss with them and make a game like mm-hmm. brushing and flossing. It comes all together, right? I do recommend to if you always just if you floss every day and you know, there's always a couple spots that bleeds, then I the prox the interdental brush at those areas usually it's what's needed and that will take care of those specific areas but if you're someone that will never touch the floss like Shannon said like even if you tried every single one of them and you're still not going to do it the interdental brush are fantastic now and they're easy to find now you buy them in pack of like six or like it's quite a bit in a pack right because they don't last that long so buy a pack of it and yeah and do it all the time i see people driving the other day i saw oh, a guy driving no. and using his interdental brush that i never recommend people <laughs> it's please. not recommended distracted but... <laughs> driving is a leading cause of accidents, of accidents. please <laughs> do not floss and drive <laughs> do not floss and drive <laughs> definitely don't recommend that no <laughs> Before to go to bed, I think for me, I, I say to my client, uh, if you're in bed and you're now, you're super cozy and it's like, oh, I forgot flossing. That's the moment you have to get up and do it. I know it hurt, but that's how we learn. <laughs> <laughs> and then like when you you basically put yourself into bed three days in a row and you actually got up and went in flossing, your brain will start registering that this is the new routine. This is how it happens, right? I actually personally floss in bed often <laughs> i tell my husband dental hygienist plaque is not dirty so it's okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if it's valid or not <laughs> oh well well priya if we want to have a door-to-door dental cleaning service with you uh where our listeners can find you they can find us online at www.toothbus.ca t-o-o T-H-B-U-S dot C-A. They can also give us a call. 778-721-0800. They can email us at info at toothbus dot C-A. That's I-N-F-O at T-O-O-T-H-B-U-S dot C-A. And also find us on Instagram, Toothbus Vancouver, or Facebook. All right. Thank you, Priya. Uh, Heather, would you like to pick a card? I think it's time for a conversation card. It's time for a conversation card. Every week we like to play a game. Not only for fun, but to get to know our guests a little more too. Nobody knows what the mystery card might ask. Sometimes silly and sometimes serious. Let's find out what it will be this week. All right, ladies, time for a little fun. Not that flossing isn't fun, but (laughs) (laughs) here we go. Okay. Would you rather be a wealthy movie star or a poor scientist who cures cancer? Ooh. It's one of those things where, you know, everywhere you look, we society have become smarter. Technology has become so improved. We're able to diagnose things so much more quicker than we're able to resolve the disease. So curing cancer would be a game changer for everyone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's what I'd choose. Oh, I'm a bad girl. I'd 
totally be a wealthy movie star only because <laughs> I am so introverted. I would love the opportunity to actually, even if it was just pretend, be an extrovert for the first time in my life. And <laughs> hey, you know, maybe I'll I'll buy a cure to cancer as well. So I'll, I'll be both. <laughs> Well, it says a poor scientist that cures cancer. I'm sorry. I think the scientist that truly cures cancer won't be poor for very long. (laughs) (laughs) However, honestly, I don't know. I think I would choose movie star as well, as terrible as that sounds. (laughs) I think I would do the same thing. I'd be a movie star and I would basically... uh, get this poor scientist to be rich and help him and yeah if i could ha- like, you know if it's your best friend that is a scientist you know and i know you're the brad pitt and then he's he's working on cancer and you're like yeah let's do this together like i'm go. gonna make the money Stoning. and i'm gonna i'm gonna f- <laughs> be like founding your research and we're gonna make this so happen. i can count on you three to be yes. my yes. saviors absolutely we, we want it all, right? But you know, I don't want anybody to die again, sir. No. Well, that concludes today's episode. I want to thank you, Priya and Shannon and Heather for being here today and for helping us be the best parents we can be. For our listeners, if you have a question you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, please visit the contact us section on our website at parenttalk.ca. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play or on any platform where you like to listen to your favorite podcast. If you have a minute, please take the time to review us. We want to know what you think. Remember, there's nothing more powerful than feeling supported by a community of parents and sharing your thoughts, ideas, and experiences. Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And Happy, Happy New, New Year! The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.